There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Good evening, my lovely Easter bunnies, and welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Very much like our Lord Jesus, I have risen from the death of my customary pre-Easter hangover to perform miracles for all to see or here in this case. It is with a rather heavy heart that I open up this particular episode as I am still mourning the loss of the political campaign of our dear, crusty, progressive savior, Bernard Sanders. I spent an amount of time and words on a blog post on my website at www.corbinversestheworld.com spelling out exactly how and why the campaign did not take off the way that it should have. I did that so that I would not have to spend 20 minutes on this show doing the exact same thing. I felt like it was a little necessary to do because I was seeing an amount of misinformation and vitriol being thrown around by some of my friends and peers on the social meds who are otherwise fairly sane and well-adjusted individuals. And it's around this time, with with all of the hullabaloo of him dropping out, that I started to see that there might be just a little bit of truth to the crazy Bernie bro memes. When you have the man himself saying on television, mainstream news, saying verbatim that he has dropped out of the race, and to turn around and start telling people that it's just a conspiracy by the media to make it look like he's dropped out, that is when you start to lose me just a little bit. Because I'm crazy, but I'm not that damn crazy. W- what did you think exactly? That uh, how, how is this a trick? That they just deep-faked Bernie, like with CGI, or they got a Chuck E. Cheese-like Bernie robot to come on and say all that shit? Come on. Come on. Use your use your human brain. Let's get a little bit better, friends. And just so we are clear, and I have been very explicit about my political leanings on this show, but once again, I will be clear. I am not wild for Joe Biden. I have never been truly wild for Joe Biden. I'm sure he drives a bitch in Trans Am, but there are certain things about Joe that I do not find particularly sexy. But there is no question in my mind that he is a better choice for a leader than what we currently have in charge. And if you are one of those people who truly, really deeply in your weird-ass soul believe that they are the exact same choice, I have literally nothing to say to you other than to ask what the atmosphere is on Planet Cuckoo Bananas, where you reside. 
You are spending way, way, way too much time on the internet, my friend. And I say this as a person who essentially lives on the internet. We all know it's a very dangerous place with very dangerous misinformation. This is how conspiracy theorists get their start, my friends. It starts with claiming voter suppression for Bernie, claiming that the shadowy evil DNC, who I will once again remind you, were not even smart enough to figure out a simple phone app in Iowa that these guys suddenly became smart enough to hack into election machines and sabotage the Bernie campaign. You're going to claim that. Next thing you know, you're going to claim that coronavirus is a conspiracy started by Bill Gates and it's spread through 5G towers. And then the next thing you know, you're shooting up a pizza joint because you think it's covering up a child sex ring. And then you're in jail because you chose to be dumb and listen to weirdos on YouTube when you should be listening to weirdos like me. And I am not making any of those theories that I just mentioned up. I personally only subscribe to one, uh, two conspiracy theories. I fully believe, first of all, that aliens are real and flying saucers are real because Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 told me they were real. And I also believe in my heart of hearts that Wyoming is not a real place. If anyone listening can provide me with objective proof that Wyoming is not some Westworld-like experimental wind tunnel filled with human-like robots that only spring to life when you have to stop there for a steak and shake to choke down a steak burger so you can get the hell out of there before the government kidnaps you and uses your corpse as a scarecrow on their endless fields of fucking nothing, then please, please, by all means, let me know. It will bring me some closure, and there might be a reward in it for you. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, dead Bernie. That's right. Forgot. The good news is that Bernie is still out there fighting the good fight for all of us. Just because he is bowed out of the presidential race does not mean that he has abandoned us to the capitalist wolves. He is still out there speaking out and being angry and shaking his big wrinkly fist at the establishment for the little guy. And that is why we fell in love with him in the first place. You go, Bernie. So take that cue from our boy. Don't go out and not vote just because you're mad that your guy didn't win. Adults don't win all the time, and their response is rarely to burn the whole house down in protest. That's what psychotic children do. So don't do that. Vote, asshole. Here's tunes.
say one strike twice, but it's so so frightening, it does. And I know I'll be okay. Cause when I look back through all of my books, nothing is ever gonna change. Everything stayed the same. But life could be.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Hang On by War Girl, Could Be Cool by Mila, and rounding us out, we had Half of Us by Miro Shot. So, friendos, I talk a lot about pro wrestling on this show, but not so much about the UFCs, everyone's favorite blood sport where guys and girls from Eastern Europe and South America with impronounceable names kick and clinch each other until one of them is burger. I don't talk about it very much because, in the main, I don't really care for the UFC or Bellator or... Those are literally the only two MMA organizations I know. It's nothing against the athletes or the sport itself. I'm sure that what they do is absolutely admirable, but I prefer my violence scripted and my characters exaggerated. I also hold UFC and all other MMA-related organizations responsible for popularizing the tap-out brand of clothing, which can still be found being rocked by 60-year-old white dudes trying to hit on their 20-year-old bartenders. The same can also be said for affliction gear. The sins that you have inflicted on fashion have to be paid for eventually, and pay for it they have, along with every other professional sport, as they have been forced to cancel all their upcoming events due to the ongoing coronavirus epidemic, which, despite the best efforts of my denial, is still happening. Of all the professional sport companies, it is, of course, the combat sport honchos of WWE, AEW, and UFC who are letting their freak flag fly and trying to keep their shows going. I already talked at length about WWE and their audience list way better than it should have been, WrestleMania, on last week's show, and now I get to shout out UFC for their somehow even more bug shit idea. You see, after losing their California-based venue for UFC 249, which, sidebar, is such a boring-ass name. And that's another reason I don't like UFC. Their event names are so sterile. UFC 100, 200, UFC 249, ugh. Call it Kick Fuck 2000 or something like that. Let's get a little bit more creative, please. Anyway, after losing their California venue for UFC 249, their president, Dana White, has stated that he has secured a private island where his fighters can duke it out in the safety and comfort of total tropical isolation. Now, those of you who are up on your pop culture know what that means. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are just a Shang Tsung and a Goro away from an honest to God, real life Mortal Kombat scenario, and I could not be happier. Well done, Dana White, or should I call you Shao Kahn? Don't say coronavirus didn't do anything good for society. If we come out of this with an honest to God fight island, not to be confused with Fire Island, which is absolutely, by the way, what it is called. It is called Fight Island, uh, in which the planet's mightiest warriors will fight for survival and dominance. I might actually become a UFC fan after all. Of course, they will probably have to include fatalities to make the event just a little bit sexier and more notable to watch, but you can cover up things like that with just a little bit of bribe money, and I think that we have established this year that laws are just for the poors anyway, so we might as well just commit to the premise. If we're going to be the Roman Empire, let's embrace it. Live, mortal, gladiatorial combat games on a private island, just saying it makes my mouth taste like monster energy drink. Mmm, delicious. It'll be the next big sensation as we search for entertainment in a traumatized post-corona world. We can extend the invitation to criminals as well who are imprisoned, offer them a literal get-out-of-jail-free card in order to participate. We can get Joe Exotic's ass out of prison. He can fight some tigers, see who the real Tiger King is. You could probably get plenty of people in Rikers Island that would jump at the chance. And just like that, I have solved the prison overpopulation problem in America. I will take my Nobel Prize in small installments of cash. And the best part of this idea is that the island is a closed system. It's a tiny private island in the ocean. It's free real estate. It's free. Real estate. We're giving you land. It's free. We're giving you a house. It's real estate. Free. It's a free house for you, Jim. This is free real estate. Well, you gotta bring furniture, but the house is free. Two bedrooms, no rugs. It's free. You unlock the door to your free house. We got you the real estate. It's a two-bedroom house. It's free. It's got a pool in the back. I'm not carrying this around all day. It's for your house. Free real estate. I'll pee my pants. Jim, come get your damn land. It's a free house! Jim, I got real estate. Jim, to get better than this? Jim. The house is free! Jim. The house is free! It's a free house it's free real estate if the virus comes back it's only gonna infect the people who have already signed their lives and well-beings away so i personally don't see any problem with this scenario whatsoever other than you know the ethical issues but who really cares about those anyway i know i don't and if you disagree then i will see you in the octagon my friend i am gonna be fighting for earth realm who are you gonna fight for Here's tunes.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing Someone's Gonna Break Your Heart by a girl called Eddie. That's the name, a girl called Eddie. Next, we had Dead Skies by Black Bones. And finally, rounding us out, we had Everywhere That Wog Army Roam by Corner Shop. What a dandy collection of tunes that be. Now time for a random news roundup. Hooray! What else is going on in the world today? Let's find out. Disney, my favorite evil empire, is putting its resources into developing yet another version of Robin Hood that will be coming to a theater near you or your nearest available streaming service if we can't get out of our corona prison by then. Now I know what you're thinking. Wasn't there already a Robin Hood movie that came out last year or the year before? Yeah, you're right. It sucked donkey dick. But this one's different. Why? Because, speaking of Donkey Dick, this version of Robin Hood is going to have walking, talking, anthropomorphic animals. Hip hip hooray! It's going to be a remake of the 1973 animated version of Robin Hood, where Robin Hood and all of his merry men were foxes for cocaine reasons. Now, I know what you're thinking. Didn't they just do that with cats? And didn't that work out horribly? You betcha, smart guy. And this time, we don't have the cocaine haze of the 70s to blame. We are somehow, for whatever reason, going right back to the furry well, because it worked so well the first time. I am now fully convinced that in the same way that Scientologists have infiltrated Hollywood, it too has been infiltrated by the furries, and they are now pushing their weird agenda upon us. How many more times do I have to remind myself not to be sexually attracted to animal people? These are not the problems that we should be dealing with in 2020, and this is why the aliens have not made contact with us yet. Speaking of bad movie ideas, Orlando Bloom is currently in talks to star in a movie based on the life of Joe Maldonado Passage, better known as Joe Exotic, star of Netflix's Tiger King. The bad idea isn't necessarily Orlando Bloom playing the titular character. In fact, I would personally love to see Legolas pull that shit off. It's the fact that Hollywood is so bankrupt on ideas that they feel like they can improve on something that is already objectively perfect. I do not need a fictionalized retelling of Tiger King. The entire appeal of the story is based on the fact that all of the batshit stuff that took place in it was real. Real people, real events, ignoring real laws. Trying to make it into some big celluloid story with explosions and meta jokes and cameos and love stories and whatever else stupid shit defeats the purpose of the whole damn thing. It's like making a movie about the room or something, but no one would do anything dumb like that, right? On second thought, maybe it's better that some anonymous lame brain in Hollywood is trying to produce this and not James Franco. Let's keep James Franco's hands off this. Why don't we? This might be the lesser of two evils that we end up dealing with here. And just as a little sidebar, I really hope that Jack Black plays the guy on the jet ski. And finally, in I guess this is good news, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of Merry Old England and their own Donald Trump counterpart, has checked out of the hospital after his prolonged battle with the deadly coronavirus, lending further credence to my belief that it is actually impossible to kill terrible people. The virus has taken down beloved figures of film and music like John Prine and Tim Brooke Taylor, and yet people like Dick Cheney and Henry Kissinger still walk the earth and chill the air around him. There is no justice in this reality. Maybe God just doesn't want these people to hang out with them until it's absolutely necessary. Who knows? Speaking of which, did you know that Henry Kissinger is still alive? Can you believe that shit? 
How much virgin blood does that man consume a day to have outlived everyone from the Nixon years? It's absolutely mind-boggling. Anyway, here's tunes. La-di-da. Legendary Big Foot Hunters The last Legendary Big Foot Oh, 
Yeah. 
Welcome back to Corbin vs. the World. You just got done hearing the last of the legendary Bigfoot Hunters, that's my favorite song title of the year so far, by Luke Haynes and Peter Buck off of their amazingly titled album Beat Poetry for Survivalists. Next we heard Babushka Yaya by Fionn Regan. And finally we had Held Down by Laura Marling off her tremendous new album, which you should most definitely check out after you're done listening to this. As is customary with the end of our lovely episode, which we so lovingly inhabit right now, let me once again shill for all of the lovely social meads. Follow me on Instagram at Corbin vs. The World and follow me on the Twitter at Corbin D. Alba. Also be sure to follow at NoCoFM and tune in for our sexy music streams. And finally, be sure to check out my shiny blog on www.CorbinVsTheWorld.com that versus is vs Corbin vs the world.com where I am writing some longer more academic studies of all the things I find wonderful and hateful about the world around us as I said a little earlier in the episode I put an amount of time into writing an obituary for the Bernie Sanders campaign that I would be just tickled pink for you to check out and engage with any hoozle, we're going to end this episode on a little bit of a creepy note as we march into the great unknown of another week in quarantine. I hope that you're keeping your sanity. I know I'm not. We got tracks coming up by Islet, Activity, and Facts. That's F-A-C-S coming your way to close out this show because I'm all about those one-word spooky bands. Thanks for tuning into the show, friendos, and I will catch you next week. Appreciate ya.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.